0: Hi, this is Gary Owen from the Go On YouTube channel. You're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. It's another week here. We are going to be in the first segment pre-recapping the Daytona Road Course. But before yes. we do that, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Uh, the link will be in the description of this podcast. Also join our Discord, which is the link in the Twitter bio. And it will probably be in the description of this podcast. So you can come talk some NASCAR with us. Let's get into it.
0: And please stick around because we've got another guest in the second segment. Super cool. Can't wait for you to hear this interview. And so please stick around for that. But first, let's break down this second race of the Cup Series schedule, race two out of 36. Happened on Sunday, the 21st. Yes. yes.
1: At the let's, Daytona Road Course. We'll start by the top 10. Coming in 10th, my guy, Alex Bowman, who started 36 because of NASCAR kind of screwed up their qualifying thing, that he had to start 36. But good run for him coming all the way up the field. Got some damage on the way up, but solid top 10 for Alex Bowman.
0: Connor, everyone got damage on the way out through the field.
1: I I, got a better start than him. Didn't get damage early.
0: Yes. In ninth place, Ryan Priest. his second straight top ten to start the season. Wow. Impressive. This puts him in seventh in the standings right now.
1: Isn't he a chartered, not even a chartered car, right?
0: Yeah. Hopefully this means that they, and, and they announced before the season started, that they only had enough funding and sponsorship to run 24 races. Hopefully, this will give sponsors some incentive to start sponsoring him.
1: Yes. Coming in eighth, Ethan's guy, Michael McDowell, came off the win at the Daytona 500.
0: He had a flat tire on the start of the race. The tire went down on the pace laps. It was all the way back to, to basically last because he and tore up his fender a little bit.
1: He ran 20-plus until like the last 15 laps, and then he just stormed up the next 10 positions and got a top 10. Very solid run for him. I'll give credit where credit is due. Good job, Michael McDowell.
0: Yes. In seventh place, we have, and and I'm talking slow because I had to scroll up, AJ Allmendinger, road course ringer, I guess, for, for Colleague Racing. Another really impressive run. It's a shame he couldn't have run that well. Well, he was running that well in Xfinity, but still, really good run for, for Colleague, and I Just think –
1: we all know ADK is a really good road courser, but we didn't think that the equipment could get him a top 10, but it, it
0: was They're saying on the broadcast that it was basically an RCR prepared car.
1: Yes. And however,
0: I, first. However, um, I would, and, and I know Connor wants to rant about the starting lineup stuff, but I think, and, and here's another example of where it just completely messed it up. Like, AJ Allmendinger had a top ten car, right? Yeah. And so, if they had if they had qualifying, he probably would have put himself in the top ten. And he spent half the race just getting up to the top ten from the back. Sound familiar, Alex Bowman? <laughs> I right. was very salty about Alex Bowman.
1: Moving on, sixth place, four car, Kevin Harvick for Stuart Haas Racing. Very solid run for him. Just huh. consistent for him. I feel like it is. It's that. That's. That's where it's at now. He's just going to get consistently top 10s and top fives.
0: Not much to say about him. In fifth place, the most impressive run of the day, Brad Keselowski, because he seemed to wreck or have problems every 10 laps, and he still manages a top five finish.
1: Yes. Going into fourth place, the one car of Kurt Busch. Can you believe he got all the way up to fourth place? So he was leading with about, what was it you say, like 20 to go, 20-ish to go?
0: Right after the restart to start stage three.
1: Yeah, it was in the later later parts of the race, and he just I guess hit the curb and got sideways, lost it, and he went flying through the grass. And I mean flying, like at least it seemed like he went through miles through the grass. Somehow, someone he did not tear up the splitter, which was shocking because we've seen that we've seen that happen all weekend with the wet grass and stuff. Fell back all hey, the way. Hey,
0: to- hold on! It's the luck of the monster cars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fell back all the way to 25th and battled up all the way to fourth place
0: Crazy run used, from- well actually he used pitch strategy yeah. on the last caution to get up to the lead he couldn't hold the lead but he managed to hold on to a top five finish I yeah. heard I heard after the race he was quoted saying it was a good points day and I saw a, a, I guess it's not really a meme but a, a joke that said they had that in quotes. It was a good points day. Kurt Busch. Basically, Kurt Busch's entire career with Chip Ganassi Racing. Racing. Yes. They just turn out finishes. They get good finishes and they sneak into the playoffs and they're always a threat. Yes. In third place, Denny Hamlin. Once again, he won stage two. Not much to say here as well. Just,
1: uh, just another consistent run for him. And oh, With I'm that...
0: With that, he is in the lead, even though he doesn't have the win in the point standings.
1: Coming in second, the 22 car for Penske racing Joe Logano, uh, who was f- a corner and a half away from uh, getting to uh, win the Daytona 500, but we all know he did that really aggressive block, which brought up things between him and Brad Kozlowski, but anyways, very solid run for him, second place. I didn't think he could, he almost won this race, actually, but. Um, there was a speedster, who Ethan will say here in about a couple seconds, that uh, flew by him.
0: I'm just shocked everybody, and that is Christopher Bell. We all expected Christopher Bell to run well this season, in Chip, or Chip Ganassi, Joe Gibbs equipment in the 20 car. But I don't think any of us expected him to win this early and to win at a road course. But here he is, leading only the last lap. No, wait, no, I'm wrong. He led five. Um, but still, very, very impressive run for him. He locks himself into the playoffs. And if you would have told me that we would have Michael McDowell and Christopher Bell as the first two winners of the season, I would have said you were crazy. But here we are.
1: Yes, and we all know Christopher Bell could win a race. We didn't think it would happen this early, but congrats to him. None of our picks were right as I picked. Chase Elliott, who uh, ended up finishing twenty first. Can you believe that twenty first? He's he spun out. Spun out by uh, Mr. Denny Hamlin.
0: Oh no, no! Actually, it wasn't really Elliot's fault or Hamlin's fault.
1: He kind of got squeezed between Hamlin and uh, I think it was Logano. But
0: no, okay, whatever, forget it.
1: But Ethan picked um, AJ almadigger which we knew he wasn't going to win, but got a good run. Um, the race overall was kind of slow at points, but I feel like it was a really good racing at the end.
0: Yeah, and I think the racing as a whole was better. And also, I think Fox covered it better than NBC did um, in the summer.
1: I agree, I agree.
2: Um,
0: and I think, I think just the, the package worked better, and it was just more competitive. Because even though Elliot uh Elliot dominated the first stage and a half but after that I mean it was interesting to watch I mean there were some bad calls for cautions at the end but in terms of just races that are fun to watch it was a fun race to watch
1: yeah some some notable wrecks Rosh Chastain got I people believe that Ryan Blaney turned him into outside wall his day was pretty much done that was I think stage two I'm pretty sure uh, Matt DiBenedetto got in, uh, lost his, like, right rear whole tire metal thing and just ended up not finishing well, 37th for him. Um, Kyle Busch finished 35th as his, on the – after the first corner going to the second corner, ran into the grass, splitter blue, struggled the rest of the day, 35th for him. Chase Briscoe ended up sp- spinning on the back chicane, just – And then he ended up his hood ended up blowing off about five to go had to come pit, and that finished him with thirty second. And then Kyle Larson, who uh, absolutely sent it, coming out of six onto the high banks, into the tire barrier, his day is done. He finishes thirtieth. Okay, okay,
0: hold up. Kyle Larson threw that race away. He was like Bell. He had faster tires. He was the fastest car with new tires, and he was gaining. If he just is patient there. Because Bell took, Bell didn't get to second until like three laps later than that, after that happened with Larson. And yes. so if Larson is patient, he probably wins that race.
1: Yes. Larson sent it into coming out of six, which goes back onto the high banks to the back chicane. And I think he would have had him off the turn. Coming out of six, he could have low-cutted it right up onto the bank side draft. And then I think he gets that position about 100 feet later, but sends it. Can't stick it into the outside tire barrier. His day's done. And it's still early, only two races in. But Bubba Wallace, 26. What do you think about that? I, I know I, we should wait. I'm not going to say anything about it, but because it is a super speedway and a road course. But I thought I could do a little better.
0: Bubba stinks at road courses, and super speedways are a toss-up. And so I'm not concerned at all. I think we're, we just need to – once the season starts and we have more speed tracks, mm-hmm. not like wildcard tracks like road courses and super speedways, then we'll really see. That's the same thing for, for Trackhouse and for um, Spire, for LaJoy and guys like that, that we just have to wait until next week to see where the speed's really at.
1: Yes, and as I mentioned, uh Tuchel ended up finishing twenty first. He got into the outside uh grass out and come I was thinking it was in the infield East speedway, lost it and somehow saved it missing all the signs, but had grass all over and he, then he got uh there was a caution that was Tyuretic ended up exploding and then, you know, a couple laps later with about five to go, he kinda got pinched, he got spun and lost almost Everybody blew by him. So just a tough day for Chase, but he'll get his win some some sometime soon.
0: Yeah. And I was listening to the teardown, which is a podcast but made by athletic writers Jordan Bianchi and Jeff Glock. And they said, You're gonna have road course races where it's just like last last summer at the Daytona Road Course where the best cars win, right? And then you're going to have races where it's crazy and chaotic and you have a really fun winner, right? Yeah. All right. Um, before we go on to our second segment and the interview, um, some major news dropped, or not major, major, but some some interesting news dropped just a few minutes before we started recording from Bob Pachris, always getting the scoop. Um, I'll read it off. He tweeted out. Um NASCAR to announce more details about Bristol format next week. It announced both trucks and cup get two hours of practice Friday before the race. Four 15 lap heat races starting at 4:30 for trucks, 6 p.m. Eastern for cup on Saturday.
1: And that will determine a qualifying start for everybody.
0: Yes, and then the truck race is that evening. And the cup race is Sunday afternoon. I think they should make the cup race under the under the lights.
1: Yeah, I would like to see them. I would it would be so cool if they had a the cup on Saturday and the trucks on Sunday. I know that's not how it usually goes, but you know, under the lights, that that would be pretty cool.
0: Saturday night lights. All right. Let's see if you have anything else to say about this race. I think we can go to our interview. Yes. So coming up next, we have rising truck series star i think i can call him a star he's he's really good rafael lassard joins the show for an interview can't wait for you guys to hear it it was great getting to talk to him that's coming up next on the quick pit podcast Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. You have made it to the second segment of this week's show. And today we have a very special guest. We have Truck Series driver Raphael Lazar on the program today.
2: How are you? Doing good. Doing, Doing good, you? I'm really good. Yeah, excited. Uh, we finally got the season going, so we're, we can't wait for Vegas.
0: Yeah, that's right. Truck Series does not race this weekend at Homestead, correct? Yeah, that's correct week off all right so we'll get right into the interview with um our first question if my computer will load here for a second um so how are you doing how do you think you're doing so far this season what would you how would you rate your first couple
2: of races so far oh, i mean uh, being with a new team new people around me everything is kind of new but i'm really happy with the speed we got i feel like uh our speed is right where we need to be. Uh, we still can improve on some some stuff, but I think we just need the, to have a, a race go our way. Uh, the first two races were super fast. Uh, Detona, the super speedway, we, we got in a wreck at the end and we were coming back to the front. We we're a really, really fast truck. Then the Detona road course, the same thing. We won a stage. Uh, got back uh, in twelve, uh, beginning of stage three, and then there was caution after caution. Couldn't come back to the field. Got hit from behind. Uh, cut the left rear tire twice. Uh, coming to the white flag, cut the left rear tire again. So it's not what we wanted, but you know, uh, I'm pretty happy with the stage point we've made because we're we're seventh in the championship, and we we finished. 23rd and 26th in both races so to be seventh after those finish i mean i'm pretty happy
0: yeah yeah you you're you've run a lot better than your performance than your finishes have shown
2: yeah yeah for sure i mean uh, we've we've been uh, really good we've been right there we got the speed we just need to put it all together
1: yeah so I know the first two races of the season are already underway, but what are your, some of your personal goals for the rest of
2: the season? Uh, first, we want to make it in the playoff, because once we're in the playoff, we're going for the championship. But I also want to win. I want to win uh, as many races as I can, but I want to perform well, run in the top ten, top five, every race, and I have the speed content for win. Uh, like we've been doing the first two races. Uh, our speed has been there. And that's what I want to have uh, every year. Good speed. And if we, we're always up front and we got good speed, the wind is going to come. We just got to uh, uh, keep on working hard, uh, stay focused, and just keep on improving and working well at GMS. And uh, build, have them uh, build fast trucks like, like they've been doing uh, for the first two races. And I'm just gonna keep on focusing on my driving and uh, try to do my best. That's that's
0: that's good. How did you get your career started, and how did you get to where you are now?
2: Uh, I mean, I started racing at 11 years old. Uh, my dad used to race; uh, it was an hobby for him. That's uh, what he, he he did for fun every summer. Because we, where I'm from, we got like six months a year we got snow and then the summer we raced uh we'll drive snowmobile uh, during the winter and then uh, during the summer it was uh, going racing all the time and uh, i followed my dad uh, in his racing career uh, a bunch also always and i loved it my dad owned a trucking company so i used to drive the big trucks around the yard by myself at nine years old so he taught me all that stuff super young and he saw, he saw something in me, and then he got me into racing at 11, and that's when it all started, and uh, we went and practiced, and I had good speed, and I kept getting better and faster, and then I won races, and now uh, it's crazy to say that uh, a kid from Quebec like, like me that has didn't know much about racing in general, like NASCAR and all that stuff, is now racing the truck series full-time. It, it's, a, it's a dream come true.
1: Yeah, so speaking of winning, you got your first win at Talladega last year. What was it like, especially such a prestigious track like Talladega is?
2: It was a, a dream come true, like I just said. It, it was amazing. I mean, it proved to, I proved to myself that I could belong in that series against uh, some of the best drivers. Uh, I mean, last year was a big learning curve for me. Uh, first mile and a half, first super speedway. Uh, everything was a first and we barely had any practice and qualified so it was uh, it made it a lot tougher for the rookies but I was happy with the improvement I made during the, the season and how I was at the end of the season and Talladega was uh, one that I, I will always remember it was uh, my second super speedway ever and winning Talladega is uh, definitely one of the coolest moments in my career so far
0: Yeah, just, like, I know that practice and qualifying has affected a lot of people, but especially for you, what's that like, like, your first laps at a track, like, Kentucky or or Kansas or something like that, where you've never even raced that type of track before, let alone the track itself. What's that like, having your first lap being the first lap of the race?
2: I mean, it's the, it's crazy, because, uh, growing up, you will, you will practice, like, two hours practice before the qualifier and then sometimes you would practice three days before the race and just keep on practicing to make your car as good as you could and uh, you learn the racetrack as much as you can and once you would get to the to the race uh, you would know the track uh, in the back of your mind really well but last year it was uh, it was pretty crazy i mean uh uh, I racing and all that sim time was very important just to learn the racetrack as much as you can. It's for sure not 100% realistic, but it definitely helped watching film. Uh, you just had to be uh, focused and ready once you got to the racetrack because uh, if you didn't study or look at no videos or film, or didn't spend time on the sim and you were going there for the first time, it was probably not a great idea. So you just have to be prepared. And uh, right now we've done it all year last year. So it almost feel, feels normal with no practice. But it's, it's still the tone of the first race of the season, the super speed where we had practice and qualify. And I just feel like it makes it so, much, so cool. Because uh, if you're fast, you're going to start up front. So that's always a, a good point. But uh, it's part of it. Same thing for everyone.
1: Yeah, so speaking of last year, you ran full-time in the Truck Series last year. What tracks do you like and do not like?
2: Uh, I mean, uh, there's usually the next one I go to is my favorite track. <laughs> I, get, I get ready for it, so uh, I watch a lot of film, and then it becomes my favorite track, but I always enjoyed the uh, Bristol. Bristol last year was not great. Uh, we struggled, but... It's always been one of my favorite tracks. I won there in Super Late, and always enjoy racing there. Uh, I was uh, Darnington. Uh, it was my first time there, and I actually loved it. Loved that place, uh, sliding around and moving around uh, right against the wall. That was pretty fun. Uh, and there's there's definitely a lot there that I like. Honestly, um, Texas was super fast. That was really cool. Uh, that's pretty much it. I, there's no one that I didn't la- like, that's for sure, but there, there's some that I like more, like uh, the one I just said, but I like them all. Uh, they, you you gotta like them all, because you, you want to be good at, at all of them, so if you don't like it, it's not good.
0: <laughs> so, who is your favorite current, or I guess you could have it in the might not have to be current Cup Series driver.
2: I mean, uh, growing up, I was a big Jeff Gordon fan. Now that he retired, I was. All, I've always been a fan of uh, Kyle Bush because I've worked with him, and also Kyle Larson. Uh, Kyle Larson always been a huge fan of him because he's he's good at anything. He can jump in a dirt lane model, a dirt sprint car. Uh, uh, not a cup car, a truck and he's going to be fast and you know he's going to be really really good and he's he's so good at adapting to different cars it's uh, it's really really fun to watch and I hope I can do that one day, jump to one car to another and just be uh, fast in every, all of them uh, Kyle Busch is the same way he just jumps in anything and he's good, he knows everything about a race car, it's it's really, really cool to be around those guys.
1: Yeah, Ethan will agree with you on the favorite driver of Jeff Gordon, but what was, what is one embarrassing mistake you made that you'll be willing to share?
2: A mistake? Something yeah. you could laugh at looking at now, like... Oh, I laugh at my big wreck at Pocono last year <laughs> when I clipped the grass. Of, uh, we made uh, half a lap, got the caution, then we had no practice so we took the green again then there was one guy that was pretty slow in front of me and I kind of checked up and those truck when you check up it it wants to turn left so I got in turn in the last corner and Pocono there's grass there's no like uh, apron or nothing it's just grass and I clipped the grass with my splitter and like we saw at the the Daytona roll course this weekend, when you hit the grass, the splitter and the front end, is uh, pretty much done after that. But I hit the grass, the splitter caved in. Uh, I bolt front wheel off the ground and I uh, hit the wall head on. Probably the hardest uh, hit I've ever had, but it's, you got to laugh about those because it's it's kind of a rookie mistake. Didn't ju- judge the the racetrack well and my end goal and got kind of uh, got this race uh, thrown throw away, but it's alright.
0: Um, let's see, sorry. Lost track. Uh, if NASCAR were to add another track from Canada to the schedule, what tracks would you want them to consider?
2: Uh, I would like Montreal. Uh, Montreal, the road, road course, it's it would be the closest to my house, uh, definitely. Uh, this one in Jukasa. If we talk about oval, uh, Jukasa is one of the nicest facilities in Canada. Uh, it's really, it's a half a mile, really nice. It's brand new. Uh, they just rebuilt it. It's pretty amazing, honestly. Uh, but definitely, my first choice would be Montreal, another road course, but. It would be it would be really special to race there.
0: The Xfinity Series used to race there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like the 10 years ago. Yeah, they used to race there. So I, I hope we can bring NASCAR back to Montreal one time.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It'd be, I feel like it would be good for NASCAR to expand into, you know, North America even some more. And I feel like they can attract more of a fan base. So what are but, some of the things you like to do when you're not racing?
2: Uh, I I used to play hockey my whole life. Uh, Going up, I played hockey, and I I love playing hockey. When I go back to Canada, I put my skates on and then uh, go play hockey. Uh, snowmobile, snowmobile. I, I always enjoyed it, and just being around my dad's company, Fart Express. Uh, being around the big trucks, uh, driving the truck around. That's always been uh, my one of my passion going up uh and i always wanted to maybe add have my own company one day trucking company but now i'm focusing more on racing than than a trucking company that's for sure but those are probably uh the thing i like to do uh, beside racing just playing hockey snowmobile um trucks anything that goes fast honestly
0: (laughs) going off of that um do you like the iRacing, or do you like the to do the racing games and simulators, or do you prefer other other stuff, other gaming? Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. The iRacing. I I usually play a lot of iRacing, honestly, because it's uh, it's a good thing, uh, especially in the off season. It's something to keep you in the game, and the guys on our iRacing, some. Some of those guys are super good on there and they're like computers. Uh, they're so hard to follow sometimes, the good ones, but uh, the competition is very, very good. And it's always fun. We play every week uh, with the driver edge development program with the Chevy guys. We just uh, go out there uh, one night, night a week and we just play uh, and practice for the next uh, coming race.
1: Yeah, if you were able to go back and attend any race in history,
2: what would you choose? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, all of them, <laughs> uh, there's, I don't know. Uh, I, w- I always want, wish I was there uh, in when Dell Senior was there racing and see the intimidation intimidator in person that would have been really cool and jeff gordon when he start started racing in the cup series and those two i heard it was uh, pretty incredible together but i would uh, say so that's probably one well, just back in the days because it it seems so different and nascar seems very popular back in the days and that it seems like it was packed every weekend so i would just would I have liked to see the atmosphere back then.
0: One more question: You're driving the 24 this year for for GMS. Is that special to you? Since your favorite driver was Gordon, do
2: you do yeah. you ever think about that? Yeah, definitely. Cause I wanted. So there was uh, two numbers that I wasn't sure if I was getting the 24 or maybe it was the 23. I think and i was open to get the 24 cuz uh, i was thinking about jeff gordon i was like man, that would be so cool and uh, hopefully i can <laughs> i can bring that 24 back to victory lane and make it go fast like jeff gordon was but it's a it's a iconic number in nascar it's something that it, every time you see the number 24 you think about jeff gordon so it's really cool and I, i'm really happy to to drive for uh, Chevy this year with GMS and uh, the connect number 24
1: yeah lastly where can we find you on social media Twitter
2: Instagram yeah I'm most I'll, I'm on uh, Twitter uh, Instagram Raf, uh, oh. Facebook under Raphael SR uh, my website raphaelsr uh yeah I'm trying to stay as uh, on there uh as much as I can just to keep my, my fans updated on what I'm doing and uh, what's coming up.
1: Yes. all, All those links will be in the description of this podcast. All
0: right. Thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. We hope to have you back sometime maybe in the future and good luck for the rest of the season.
2: Perfect. Thank you guys for having me on your show.
0: All right. Coming up next, we will preview the racing for the Cup Series at Homestead Miami Speedway. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the third and final segment on this week's show. I hope you guys did enjoy the interview. Go over to Twitter, DM me, DM us, and Let us know how you thought about it. But
0: And also, if you want to maybe be on the show and you're not just some random person, if you actually have, like, a NASCAR channel or another podcast or you're a driver yourself, let us know. We'll talk to you.
1: Yes. Um, For this segment, we're going to be previewing the next race in the Cup Series. We're not in Daytona anymore, Florida, but we're still in Florida. We're at Homestead, Miami this week.
0: Yes, and it's one of the more interesting mile-and-a-half tracks on the circuit. It's not a D-shaped oval or cookie cutter. It's actually one of the better tracks on the circuit, I think, and I enjoy it when they go there. Um, it's an oval, not a mile-and-a-half a cookie cutter. It is a mile-and-a-half. And it has traditionally served as the final race of the Cup Series season since, like, the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. But last year was the first year it was not. Phoenix took its place. And this year, again, it is not the finale. Instead, the third race of the season.
1: Let's go for some recent race winners I'll quickly mention off here. Danny Hamlin last year, Kyle Busch a year before. Joey Logano, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick are all past winners here at Homestead, Miami. And you have other guys that are retired like Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, and Tony Stewart. But this racetrack is very interesting in itself because – a lot of people like to do the high line uh, right against the wall. As you've seen in Extreme series Series, you've also seen here. And I feel like this type of track fits the driving styles of Kyle Larson, you know, uh, Tyler Reddick, who, of course, was phenomenal here in the Extreme Series and, of course, didn't really get much to do last year. But I feel like this could be a really – it could be an experienced winner winning. But it could also be an upset winner like Kyle Larson or Kyle Reddick, if you you clarify them, as upset winners.
0: All right, so some drivers to look out for. And we want to kind of make this a fantasy segment as well. Um, If you haven't joined our fantasy fantasy league yet, please join us. It's a lot of fun. If we get some more people, we'll start announcing each week's winners. um, Yes. And the standings. Right now I'm winning but I also had it set up a week before everyone else because Connor could not get it set up in time.
1: <laughs> yes, as I was trying Connor to
0: could not figure out the complexities of a fantasy app. So um, that's uh, the league is called Quick Pit Podcast. Um, I think it's just Quick Pit Podcast. It might be Quick Pit Podcast, fantasy. It's podcast. Quick Pit
1: Podcast, no spaces, capital Q for quick, capital P for pit, and capital P for podcast.
0: Yes. So I mean come join us. It's a lot of fun and maybe you'll get a shout out if we get more people.
1: I have I have personally set my lineup for this week. I don't know if Ethan has yet, but I will not read it off because I do not want Ethan to know what my fantasy lineup is yet. I
0: already set mine up too. So we'll get into some guys. So um, Denny Hamlin would be a very good pick. He's won here three times. And so I mean, including last year.
1: Joey Logano is also a good pick, as he's a recent winner, and uh, seems to do very well at Homestead-Miami.
0: Another one to watch out for would be Tyler Reddick. He's only won the race here once in the Cup Series, but he got a top five, one of, his, one of three top fives last season, and he had won each of the two previous races at in the Xfinity Series for Homestead. He knows how to run the high line. He's very good at it. He's very fast. He can get more out of his equipment. So if you're looking to save some drivers this week, because you only get 10 uses per driver, make sure – or I would put in Tyler Reddick. I know I have him in my lineup.
1: Yeah. Oh, I do too. I think that's pretty much a me just because of how good he is. But I would also look out for Kyle Larson just because the track fits his driving style very well and he's come off two impressive wins the past couple, uh, not wins, but drives the past two weeks at Daytona. An underdog pick I would look for, if you guys think Ty Reddick or and are underdogs. But um, I would kind of look at Kyle Bush. I feel like he would be an underdog at this type of track, but I feel like he could win as he is a recent winner.
0: He's won here twice, and so both for a championship, uh, one of which he should not have earned because he only raced two-thirds of the races. But that's a different story. Um... <laughs> I think one big underdog would be the 42 of Ross Chastain. He's also very good at running the high line at tracks, and this is a track where you can get a lot of speed from that. And so I think if you're really looking for an underdog, maybe put him in your garage or something like that. Watch out for Kyle Larson, or Kyle Larson Ross Chastain in the 42 car.
1: Yes. You want to get into picks, Ethan?
0: I think we should get into picks. Let's do this.
1: Yeah. Do you want me to go first this week, or do you want to go first?
0: I think you went first last week, so I'll go first this week.
1: Okay.
0: I'm going to go. I don't, okay, I don't want to, I feel like there's not going to be another underdog winner. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is the race where we're expecting something crazy again, because this is a track where a lot of, Guys who aren't always competing for wins can run faster. Yes. But I just feel like it's gonna be like Hamlin or Harvick. But at the same time, I don't want to pick that. And so I think I'm gonna go with Larson.
1: You're going with Kyle Larson? I'm going. Yes. I'm going with a young gun, and Tyler Reddick for RCR, as he has won here in the Xfinity series, has got a top five here in the Cup series at just one race. I feel like Tyler Reddick is gonna be another first-time winner. Well. And the Cup Series, so we'll have three weeks, three first-time winners, three underdogs in the playoffs.
0: All right. Both of those have been entered in into the handy-dandy spreadsheet. By the way, let's look here. Um, Connor and I each made preseason picks. Now, Connor didn't take them too seriously, but we haven't got anything right there yet either. Um, Connor went Hamlin for Daytona and – elliot for daytona road course i went keselowski and then elliot for daytona road course i did have reddick pre-season for this race and connor said elliot so we shall see we shall see um i don't know this segment went really fast but
1: yes before we leave i just want to uh just again, if you guys want to come on the podcast, I think we have a guy coming on next week that I need to mention to Ethan but with eSports. But if you guys just want to DM me on Twitter, I'm always on there. Make um, sure you follow us on Twitter. Join the Discord. We are extremely active on there. I'm not going to be as active as I thought I was going to be on Twitter. I'm going to be pushing stage stage results. But all the cautions and stuff like that will be on the t- Discord. So yeah,
0: we Connor and I are both in the Discord during the race talking –
1: yeah, so go make sure you follow that. If you guys do want to join our fantasy league, it's at Quit Pit Podcast. Join it. If we start doing it, uh, we can uh, we can uh, shout out the winners here in a little bit. I also want to quick mention as we forgot, I did do hot takes on Twitter. We got a couple answers, but it. it's all about Kyle Larson winning, which really, yeah, I feel the like first single one. It was all like, I think going to get his first win. I don't think so. I think it's going to be another couple of weeks just because of his team. He used to go, still needs to get used to a couple of things. But he could. I, he will be a winner this year. And it could be at Bristol Dirt.
0: Oh, Rockingham18 did say that Redick will win. So oh, okay. uh, with Larson in the top 10. So a little bit of diversity there. So you do have that. And yeah. Connor, I just realized that we have slacked off doing the Twitter shout outs. Week so to close out the show, uh, why don't you do
1: Yes, We, we will, we will we'll do that at the end of each episode. As you know, past couple times we've had a guest on, and we didn't really want to say that in the second segment, or we usually have the news. But this week's Twitter Shot of the Week, as I'm having uh, it here, goes to NASCAR Fandom. His ad is NASCAR Fan, N- Fandom NASCAR, as he got me there. But go f- follow him on Twitter um yes uh 23 followers let's get him to 25
0: all right with that being said Cotton, you want to start the timer and I'll try and close out the show in like under 30 seconds
1: yes if you do not know Ethan does take a long long time closing segments but the timer starts in three two one Oh, I completely you forgot, forgot, forgot that going in the front. That's going in the front of the podcast. We're not re-recording the
0: segment. I'm sorry. But um I know what I know what it was that I was thinking of. Um this podcast went so much better than last week's because we recorded the first and third segments. The Gary Owen one was last Wednesday. We did the interview at a different time, but it was after the Daytona five hundred and we were both I don't know. <laughs>
1: We, just were such a a little b- tired. we were both a little tired because it did w- go till Monday, and we recorded on the same day as the race ended. We were a little tired.
0: Yeah, so apologies for that, um, but today, I think this is a good one. Uh, so, re- well, let, let's try that again.
1: All right, ready? Three, two, one, go.
0: You've made it to the end of this week's episode of the Quick Pit Podcast. Boy, that's right in my face. He's holding up to the screen. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Raphael Lassard for coming on the show and talking to us. Such a great guy. Go check out his socials. We'll have them in the description. And thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you share this with your friends. Get it out there. We're trying to grow. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. See ya.